Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Firebrand Barbecue does it better than anyone else. Why? Because they're the immortals of the barbecue. Online at firebrandbarbecue.com.au or in-store at Arndell Park, where we're dealing with, now get this, over 550 square metres of barbecue heaven. There's a massive range of barbecues, smokers, rotisseries and fire pits. There's a cafe, a deli, the country's widest range of barbecue pantry items and, of course, their fuel products as well. Saturday is market day with 20% off all fuel products. It's the day to visit. Lift your barbecue game and check out firebrandbarbecue.com.au or call 1-800-FIRE-UP and let them know we sent you. You'll be sizzling soon. It is the perfect weekend for a weekend session. Well, it's the perfect weekend in Australia for a weekend session outdoors, a bit of sunshine, a little bit of warmth and a barbecue. It may not be ideal conditions in Grand Rapids, Michigan. This is the Firebrand Barbecue Weekend Session on Andy Raymond Unfiltered. And on this episode, we're winding back the clock a little for you. Joining us is a fella who played 185 games for the Warriors over 10 seasons. He played in good years. He played in some tough years for the club as well. And I'll call it now... This guy is one of the most consistent players I've had the pleasure of watching and commentating. You knew exactly what you were going to get from this guy, and it didn't matter what position he was playing. Lance, how high it's been a while. How are you, champ? Good, mate. Really good. Thank you for the the kind words there. Um, yeah, really, really, uh, really, ch- really excited to be chatting to you about uh, about some footy, and a few other things. Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, what's the temperature, bud? Uh, it's a balmy seven degrees Celsius. Not not too bad for for January in in uh, in the Midwest. So, you know, this time of year, no snow on the ground. Can't complain. It's you know, it's a good it's a good deal in January. Okay, what are you up to with yourself? So I'm actually coaching rugby union, university rugby. I've uh, been doing so for about yeah six and a half years now. Um, so moved here to the US seven seven and a half years ago so it took a bit of a break the first year that i moved here just to spend some time with the kids and yep and all that got back into coaching and yeah i've been doing it full time for about the last five years and it's um yeah university division one university rugby so it's you know pretty pretty good level we've got some some good guys you know from around the world that that play on the team and uh a lot of fun. We've got the ability to recruit with some dollars we can throw some dollars athletic scholarship dollars their way and Entice them to come and uh, study and play rugby with us. So it's it's fun. It's a fun gig. Are you now on the opposite side, Lance? Are you now the guy that is trying to keep these young blokes on the right path, on the straight and narrow? Whereas you know, back sure. in the back in the day, uh, you were the one avoiding the coach. Yep, definitely. And I think that you know the the nice thing for me is that they're students first before anything else. So there's there's yeah. a lot of rules and regulations and policies that that are enforced on them before I even have my say. Um, but it is a stuff, you know, because they're young men and, and you know, young men going through a stage in life where they're going to make mistakes. And, and um, I think it's nice for them to have the rugby environment and, and us coaches, you know, there are four of us, um, you know, kind of guiding them and, and 
trying to push them in certain directions in terms of making good decisions and having high expectations and, and standards of them. And uh, for the most part, we, we don't have too many issues, but, you know, we do get, yeah, some things that crop up from time to time, as you can imagine. I, yeah, I can imagine. Uh, it's rugby union, not rugby league. And I know there's been difficulties with rugby league in the US for some time, more so yeah. at a, a board level and, and they can't seem to work together or don't want to work together. Is there a rugby league presence in the US as such? There is for sure. Not not anything near me in, in Michigan, which is why I got involved coaching rugby union. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, out, outside of Michigan, for sure, there's there's definitely, you know, pockets of rugby league around the country. Um, but as you said, you know, there seems to, to be a bit of a fraction there amongst, you know, the, the east and the west coast and north and the south. And, you know, it's such a big country, yeah. you know, geography-wise, it's really hard to get everyone on the same page with – um, you know, seasonality and, and when we want to play seasons. And it's the same with rugby union and the, and mm. the, and the um, you know, the college level where, I, where I'm at. It's, it's hard to get everyone on the same page. California's geography is different to, the, to New York State and New York's different to Jacksonville. And so mm. it, it, is, it is a challenging thing. But um, the presence is there. And, and I would love to see, you know, that grow and build uh, the, the league stuff. I think that would be, you know, pretty exciting for this country. And uh, who knows? Maybe in time, if if they, uh, you know, want some help, I can jump on board and do some coaching there too. What a surprise! Politics in rugby league. Who would have thought? Uh, do you stay in touch with what's happening in the NRL or Super League, mate, or or not so much? I do. Um, I do definitely. Obviously, you know, my my first passion is, is rugby league. That's that's not a secret, and um, I, I you know I use a lot of stuff that I. Uh, was was taught and coached and learned when I was playing and, and my coaching now and the teams that I coach. But um, it is a little more challenging to watch those games regularly, just time difference and things like that. And, and truthfully, obviously, I'm, I'm coaching rugby. Mm. So I do watch a lot more, you know, the Super Rugby back home in particular, the New Zealand Super Rugby. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of that now. And I think I really, I really like the way that the game's being played, um, you know, back home. I think 15, 20 years ago it was not as, not as, um, exciting to watch, not as thrilling, but, but I think the the way that the the game is played, you know, the Super Rugby, the Super Pacific Rugby, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's really really exciting to play, and we just try to emulate the same the same stuff. Looking back at your time with the Warriors, mate, the O two Grand Final, obviously great to get there. Does it still terrorise you a little bit late at night that you were so close, but still so far? Um, probably the the 2011 one haunts me a little more than yeah. that first one. You know, I was I was young and and you know I was just happy to be there to be honest. And um, you know it certainly would sting more of the older guys more than it did me. And um, but of course you know you never like losing. And and you know they say you got to lose one to win one. And I haven't wasn't able to do that in the NRL. Mm. Um, but that 2002 year was was such a special one. You know for all of us for the country for the club. Um, you know, everyone involved in the team that year it was just a phenomenal, you know, few years really, the 2000 to 2002. Uh, even 2003 was another great year, you know, when sort of, uh, you know, the wheels fell off a little bit in 2004. And, um, you know, we righted the ship there and after that, quickly after that. But 2002 was, yeah, a special year. Um, yes, you know, still burns. And I actually saw the 20-year, um, I think it was a 20-year video that the Roosters put out. Yeah. And, and so... Um, you know, I watched that again and, and uh, you know, awesome for them and what a, you know, special and cool tribute for for that team. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, certainly watched that like, oh, man, that's, you know, 
still it does it still hurts a little bit to know that that I played in that game and you know didn't sort of come off for us. To give you an indication of just how strong that Roosters side was, if you are listening and you don't recall O two, they had four internationals on the bench. Four yep. internationals on the bench. Uh, it was an amazing footy side uh, from New Zealand yep. to England, uh, now the US. Is home barbecuing actually a possibility in Michigan or is it just too cold for too long? No, mate, we get some really hot summers. Um, you know, it's it's kind of funny because, you know, mid midwinter, it, it's almost some days it's too cold to go outside, you know. We get, mm. um, you know, since I've lived here, we've had – temperatures you know minus 28 minus 30 degrees celsius and and uh you know my kids and i outside not necessarily at that temperature but you've got a snow hat gloves snow boots and everything (laughs) you gotta you gotta rug up completely um i think it was actually christmas day to 2018 it was the coldest christmas day that had in 70 years and it was it was it was minus 32 degrees celsius and the wind chill made it about minus 40 and I have a bit of a tradition that I go for a run on Christmas Day. So I get up, go for a run, and then I can eat and drink whatever I want all day. So that day, um, I was married at the time, and my my ex-wife's family said, are you, are you sure? You know, you, you sure you want to go out there? And so I said, yeah, yeah, I have to. I've got to do this. And I, I literally got down the road. I had my mask and, you know, hat and everything yeah. on, gloves. Got down the road, and it was probably yeah four or five minutes and, and my my instincts kicked in like get home boy this is this is life or death stuff and wow. I looked, my, my face was yeah frozen and and they say at that temperature you're 15 minutes and you frostbite like your, your nose starts to freeze and everything so probably a good idea that I <laughs> went home um but in the summer it's it's red hot yeah it's super humid we got the lakes nearby so we get a lot of lake effect snow in in the winter um, you know, blows across from Chicago and, and just dumps on us in, in Michigan in the winter. And then in the summertime, it's beautiful. It's really, it's red hot, you know, much, much hotter than than, than New Zealand, you know, probably similar to Northern Australia. We get a lot of humidity and, and very, very sticky and, you know, the high sort of 30s, mid 30s, mid to late 30 degrees Celsius heat in the summer. So, yeah, we get some barbecue weather, mate. There's nothing better than a barbecue, but you've got to do it right. Firebrand Barbecue does just that. They are the Hall of Famers, the immortals of the barbecue, either in store at Arndell Park or online at firebrandbarbecue.com.au. A family business, Aussie owned and operated, it's the barbecue mecca for one reason. They are the best. It's more than just the meat, it's what you're cooking it on, it's what you're cooking it with, and they've got all the answers and all the items to improve your barbecue game. In store, we're dealing with over 550 square metres of barbecue heaven. There's a massive range of barbecues, smokers, rotisseries and fire pits. There's a deli, a cafe, Australia's widest range of barbecue pantry products, and of course, all their fuel products too. They're open six days a week for all the info you need to lift your barbecue game. Go to firebrandbarbecue.com.au. That's firebrandbarbecue.com.au or call 1-800-FIRE-UP. This is the Firebrand Barbecue Weekend Session. We're joined by Lance O'Hire. Okay, mate, eight seats at the table. You're in complete control. can be anyone from any era. I like your touch on this one. Uh, obviously, family 
very, very important in the Ho-Hire house? Yeah, for sure, mate. So um, obviously you, you posed the question to me and then I had to, had to think about that. And, um, you know, living away from home had a big um, emphasis on, on my, you know, my, my guest list. Mm. So, um, you know, my, my two boys, Tyler and Riley, they're, they're obviously, you know, got a seat at the table. They're uh, my, best, my best buddies and, you know, have to have them there. Um, and my three brothers, I've got an older half-sibling, Tama, and my two younger brothers, Matt and Royce, they're going to be there too. Um, my, two, my two childhood friends that I grew up with since I was five, uh, Jared Dethery and Michael Rumble. So we're, we're all still good friends and, um, you know, they've been with me through all the highs and lows of, of, of my career. And um, my my favourite cousin, Aaron Catapo, so he's uh, my mum's sister's boy. He was yep. born two days before me and, and, you know, we grew up together, did everything, you know, summers, cricket, all sorts of stuff that we, we went on adventures together. And as I said, all three, all of those guys, all of the my brothers, my friends and my cousin, we all know each other really well. Um, and, yeah, to have just to have that group together all at once would be pretty special to me. As I said, living away from home is... You know, I miss them and, and don't get to see them often, so that's uh, that would be special. Uh, we're going to have a few new listeners to the podcast because I know Tama, Matt and Royce will tune in to hear you confirm their attendance. Jared and Mike, yeah. absolutely. Aaron, your favourite cousin. Um, yeah. You might have got a few cousins offside, though, by nominating Aaron as the favourite. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we, 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 we spend the most time together. Um, I think he's – yeah, there's probably another – Two or three that I could have invited on on the on the cousin side as well, um, but like I said, he, we're around the same age. We used to have some 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 massive cricket battles in yeah. the backyard. And we used to go hunting and fishing and do all that stuff down the river. And, and uh, you know, there's only so many spots on the table. So unfortunately, I had to I had to make make you know make a cut there. And to keep us sane and to keep us well behaved, Tyler and Riley, the sons are there, mate. Speaking of that. Sure. Um, you know, back in the day as you and I were maturing and making mistakes and coming through and going out after games, um, you could get away with things and you could be a little, you know, not cruel, but you could get yourself into a little bit of trouble. You could be naughty. Imagine trying to do that now with phones, with cameras, uh, the internet, security cameras everywhere. Um, wow, life changes. Yeah, obviously, you know, with with technology advances, you know, the life improves in some ways, and then you've just got to be careful in others too. You know, my kids have got iPads, and you know, I have to verify messages that they're sending to friends and check that they're not, you know, saying things or you know, you know, looking at things that they shouldn't be looking yeah. at on the internet, and and that's only going to get worse as they want phones and all these other things. So yeah. it is you've just got to. Uh, but you've got to be careful, and, and I guess the good thing for them is that they know no different. That's the life that they, you know, that, that they've grown up with. Mm. And um, yes, when we look back, and you know, had had the phones been around when, when we'd been out on a night out, you know, back in the early two thousands, you know, there's I'd probably be pretty embarrassed right yeah. now if that footage ever came to light. So, um, but I think you know it is. It's just it's just you, you've got to be careful now, mm. and, and even all these guys that are playing professionally nowadays, you. Uh, there's a lot more opportunity and, and, and um, I guess, you know, direct to fan um, connection as well, yeah. which, which is great for some people who are business-minded and, and have the ability to, to utilise their public profile in that yeah. way. But, um, yeah, pros and cons, and, and I think that that's certainly something that I 
want my kids to be aware of and just having really good, you know, internet and technology etiquette and, and, and smarts. Mate, from a footy perspective, how does the 2008 World Cup rank, is is that up there as, as a career highlight? Yeah, it's right up there. I think, um, you know, if I look back over all of the, the things that I was lucky to achieve throughout yeah. my career, I think that would be number one for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, I think I can still remember that that feeling and, and you know, I, I remember the lead up to that tournament. I had a really good year with the Warriors in yes. 2008. You know, the season that we played that year was was a really enjoyable one. Obviously, I was playing a new position and, yep. and I sort of was able to, um, you know, carry that form into the the, the Kiwis and the, yeah. the national team set up. And, um, you know, we had Wayne Bennett on board that year mm-hmm. and, and people were, um, you know, pretty, I guess, uh, you know, really um, cautious and like wondering how things were going to go with us. And, and if we now that we had Wayne, Wayne involved and... Mm. Um, yeah, he just had a great touch on the team. You know, he, he had a fantastic um, influence on on all of us. Um, you know, his record speaks for itself. And, and I, I don't know that we win that World Cup without him involved. I think that's a pretty uh, common theme amongst, you know, my teammates and, yep. and, you know, people that I've talked to about that since. I think that's something that is, um, yeah, he, 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 was a, he was a big, big contributor for us that year. It has been an absolute pleasure chatting, mate, and I've got to say uh, throughout doing this podcast for the last two and a half years, uh, the biggest kick I've got is reconnecting with guys like yourself or uh, a Jamie Feeney or a Robbie Kearns, guys that uh, we were mates back in the day. We haven't seen each other for quite some time. I think it's uh, I think it's wonderful that we can sit down and have a chat about life and about footy on your US journey. Keep well, enjoy that Michigan winter, and keep in touch. Thank you, mate. Appreciate you having me, and uh, always a pleasure. Thanks, thanks so much for uh, taking taking me down uh, memory lane. That's it for another Andy Raymond Unfiltered podcast. And over summer, the footy talk just doesn't stop. It's the ultimate argument starter, and Mondays is Dream Team, where a current or former superstar drops in and gives their thirteen. Might be best ever thirteen, the best they played with or wish they had. Best drinkers, best looking, who knows? There's no rules, but plenty of laughs. Wednesdays, we catch up with one of the game's current players and put the spotlight on them with a collection of short interviews on a wide range of topics, both footy and away from footy. There's never been anything quite like this before, and we reckon you'll love it. On the weekend, the weekend session. Of course, you can invite any person, any era, any country or profession, dead or alive, to your place for the ultimate weekend session. Which eight do you invite and why? Our guests tell us who they've picked. We talk beers, barbecues and a bit of footy too. This is the only podcast in rugby league that speaks with the legends and not about them and we're not slowing down over the off-season. Before you go, if you've enjoyed this edition, throw a five-star rating and review at us on the podcast app you're listening on. It's huge for us as we look to grow the brand and bring you more. Hope you're enjoying summer and make sure you come back soon, legends. Legends.